Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. My eating Irish challenge and... I mentioned this yesterday on the programme so that for the next week I'm eating only Irish. It's the 30-day local food challenge. You can follow it on um, on Twitter. Just use the hashtag. And I went shopping yesterday afternoon. I went to the majority of the big Irish retailers. I was in Dunn's. I was in Lidl. I was in Aldi. I was in Supervalue, Tesco. I popped into Lots & Co for the um, uh, farmer's market element of it too. And I'm not really sure what I was expecting in in all of this. Um Overall, it was probably trickier than I thought. Or maybe it's just that I never look. Like, the reality is that I probably don't pick up the veg in, in, in packets or wherever I'm buying it and actually look at the origin, um, the place of origin on, on the packaging. And the meat and chicken is really easy. That's fine. Very easy to source Irish produce in the main retailers. The fish, though. If the fish is pre-packed, I found in some of the stores, it was only when you actually looked at the origin of the fish that I noticed, um, you know, farmed in, in Scotland or farmed in Norway in some instances. And then you go to the fish counter, counter which to be fair, is usually where I would buy um, fish whenever I'm getting it. And like I would ask, you know, I asked yesterday, where is the fish from, from Irish waters or or where, you know, what's the story? And some of them, like most of the people that I asked hadn't a clue. They looked at me like I was kind of mental, even asking in the first place. And it kind of struck me that this isn't a question that's probably asked too often. And to be fair to the stores, it was in a lot of them. But actually more so at the fish counter, I did find that those working... um, the fishmongers, they, you know, they were well aware of where the fish was coming from and they were able to tell you like the hake, hake and the cod and maybe sea bass, that's Irish. But the salmon, for instance, that's farmed in Norway. So at the fish counter, it wasn't an issue. But I did find when I went into some of the supermarkets yesterday and I was asking at the deli counters, like they just hadn't, hadn't a breeze. And then they'd kind of say, well, do you still want it? And I just, you know, to be honest as well, I was absolutely mortified asking. I was nearly whispering it across the counter because I could see people behind me were looking at me like, what is she asking this for? So I found it quite embarrassing even asking in the first place. But aside from the meat, the chicken and the fish, um, really easy to find your green root veg, your stuff like your broccoli, your cauliflower, your carrots, all of that. But funny, when I found a lot of the pre-packaged, uh, pre-packaged stuff kind of done as like, you know, sold as a family pack or a meal deal, I noticed that the carrots, um, you might get carrots, broccoli, cauliflower and a potato in one little pack. And then the origin, place of origin would be Ireland, Holland and the UK. So you were nearly better off to buy the the items separately, although you might, from a cost perspective, say, well, try to get them in one bundle, that'll do for whatever meal. But then I found that they were from three different places. So it was just stuff like this that kind of struck me, things I never would have considered previously. Obviously, things like my usual go-to stuff that I never even notice I probably buy all of the time, like your peppers, your chilies, your green beans, all the staples in my basket. Hardly surprising that I wasn't going to get Irish, pro- uh, Irish produce there. But... Where I'm stuck and where I need listener assistance today on the programme, the things I could not get my hands on that are Irish ingredients. It has to be Irish ingredients. It can't can't be just packaged here. It has to be made from all Irish ingredients. And the things I'm struggling with couldn't get my hands on Irish garlic. So if anybody has any details about Irish garlic providers, I know there was definitely a text come in from somebody yesterday. Please let me know. Herbs. Did manage to get basil from Wexford, but I struggled with all the other herbs and treats. 
I need treats is something to nibble on during the week. Have we any Irish chocolate? I know, of course, the cocoa is going to be an issue, but maybe we're just going to have to make some kind of a dispensation around the chocolate. Very similar to what we did with the coffee yesterday. The same for tea. We might need to change the criteria around that as well. But if there's providers, retailers that you know of out there that are using Irish ingredients to make these products, please, please let me know. The other thing, sauces. I find it so hard to get Irish made, all Irish ingredients in sauces. The usual things, the soy sauce, the Worcester sauce, all of these things that I would normally have or use in my fridge. And even then when I went to make a sauce myself last night, I went to take out corn flour and that had come from the UK. So I ended up with fish with no lemon, uh, veg and potatoes, uh, no sauce. I'd say you'd get better in the joy. It looked desperate. But I want you to point me in the right direction today. Are there Irish producers selling the treats, the herbs, the sauces, all of these things that are 100% Irish, please let me know. Otherwise, it's going to be a terribly long week. 53106 is the text line number if you do want to get in touch with us today. If you have suggestions as well, lunchtime live at newstalk.com. Um, Artie Clifford, though, is the chairperson of the Blast Food Awards and he's with me here in studio today. Are the things um, that I've mentioned, Artie, are they, are they common, you know, difficult products to try and get your hands on from Ireland? Yeah, um, I would think that you will have difficulties because there's certain ingredients in there that needs to be sourced outside of Ireland. But I think if you look to the primary ingredient, so the legislation says the primary ingredient must be so the core ingredient of any product. Um, But when you go to the staples, if you go to vegetables, meat, fish, they're all available. Yeah, they're Your challenges with vegetables is probably seasonality. Mm-hmm. So I think if the mindset changes to only buy in-season vegetables, then that's the way you work. And I think that's nature telling us that that's what we should be eating at a time of year. Um, They can become the stars of your plate. Do you know what I mean? And celebrate the Irishness of that. Yeah. You know, Um, and you you, you had a meal last night. Um, No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been serving it up to too many people, to be honest, Archie. It, was, it yeah. was fine. It was grand, but like maybe I just like a lot of sauce on dishes or something. But I, yeah. I did find it was lacking, you know. And and even looking for the the lemon or the lime and the things that I would usually use. And I, maybe it's just that I totally took this for granted. I just never really paid much attention to it previously. Well, you asked about the garlic. So on the banks of the Boyne and down in West Cork. There's two. There's a garlic grower in West Cork, and there's a garlic grower on the banks of the Boyne. So, uh, Drummond House Garlic, Maria Maria Collier, I believe is her name. Um, excellent product, excellent product. So that's the garlic sort. It can be. It you. can be sorted. Can be yeah, now, I see a text in here too from somebody who says Taylors of, of Lusk, a family-run Irish uh, yeah. farm based in County Dublin. They produce your your Irish grown chili, garlic, pink onion, and shallots. Yeah. So I need to make a trip out to I'm Lusk. aware of tailors. Yeah. yeah. They're fabulous people. And uh, yeah, there's there's an answer to some of the questions okay. you had, the chilies that you mentioned. Is there anywhere where this information is easily accessible though, Artie, for people? Um, yeah. Um, I suppose social media is the thing. Um, the fact that you've taken the time to take the challenge on, um, you know, I think it's, it's quite brave. Um, I think that there is, I suppose... If if you're looking for Irish produce and you go to the irishfoodwards.com, we're in existence for 15 years. We deal with probably uh, 
we've probably dealt with over 4,000 producers over 15 years. Um, so we have a map on our website mm. and that map is interactive. So you can source locally, you can hit the, and it'll tell you exactly who they are and what they produce. Yeah. So that's one way of looking at it. Um, I, I mentioned to the programme yesterday before I started the challenge that, you know, my, my expectation was that the shopping bill was going to be more expensive yesterday. Um, and to be honest, I don't think it really was other than I was, you know, going to the, the fishmonger to buy fish maybe rather than buying something that was prepackaged. Um, I did notice things like lettuce and herbs because maybe I was buying them from you know, uh, um, look from from farm to to plate. I suppose maybe, maybe that's why it was was a little bit a little bit more expensive. But overall, I didn't notice that big of a, a price increase. Well, I think, and I suppose it's the golden rule: um, what's expensive? Good food's not expensive. Bad food's expensive. But you found in your shopping bill that it wasn't a huge increase. You know, and you took the time to buy loose. Um, food becomes expensive when you buy it cheaply, but don't use it all. So it's the waste is an issue there. Mm. So, you know, if you go in and you, you know, you need two carrots, but there's 10 in a pack. I know. Yeah. And the 10 in the the pack are often cheaper. Yeah, they are cheaper, but you're not going to use them, you know, because they'll have deteriorated by the time you get around to them. So. How tough is it at the minute for Irish producers, Artie? Uh, it's very tough out there um, and I think it's probably because um, everything is changing and everything is shifting the cost of everything is going up um, but I have to say that Irish producers are very innovative and they're very uh, happy to work together uh, for example there's uh, two companies who use uh, soft fruit in Wexford one of them just got a listing a national listing for a product um, and don't have his facilities to produce it. The other is climbing the ladder, but she has spare facility. Mm. So they got together, and one produces in the morning and one produces in the afternoon. So the production facility is in full use. They haven't invested in new equipment, and both of those um, will rise together. So the cooperation between the producers, they're very quick to work together. Yeah, You know, Irish producers are very good at co-optition, so, in other words, that they don't see others as a threat, but they see Irish food as Irish food ink. Do you find that consumers are like maybe not knowingly, you know, doing the? I know we're talking about the thirty-day local food challenge at the moment, but is there the is there the demand for one hundred percent Irish product or Irish produce? There's a demand for what we can produce. There's, that's certainly um, there. I think Irish people are wonderful in how they. Uh, seek to buy Irish and I think that's probably in our psyche because God only knows I live in a very small community and I go to the butcher I go to the greengrocer um, their children could be sitting beside my grandchildren in school and if we're buying off them and I think it's the buying Irish is knowing that we're supporting families knowing we're supporting jobs knowing that we're and the other thing is we all know the quality of Irish food Mm. it's the best in the world and like, you know, there's definitely a, a large offering in the stores. I mean, this isn't a criticism of the supermarkets or the retailers. Obviously, at certain times of the year, there's going to be products that are naturally going to have to be uh, to be imported. But a lot of this, though, is about, is about making people just maybe being a little bit more aware, highlighting where the fruit, the veg 
and even to sometimes the meat and the fish is coming from because we have people that you know the focus in the conversation around sustainability is very much on people cycling it's on the electric cars it's on the solar panels and yet they've baskets and trolleys full of stuff from from Egypt and Spain and Portugal yeah and um i think i can't fault them for that because that's that's a choice yeah and, and but a i do think i do think too. that and you found it yesterday yourself that the shopping didn't cost that much more you were buying irish and you were getting better quality so i think um i suppose there is not enough talk and i suppose on behalf of the irish producers i'd like to thank you for taking the time to highlight it this week we're gonna to have to find treats though if it's going to continue, Artie, uh, that's the problem. Well, <laughs> yeah. I've got some nice Irish we'll ha- juice for you, <laughs> um, if that'll do. Yeah, it's the treats. And look, I know, obviously, the cocoa for, for the chocolate, but like we do have a lot of products that are um, packaged or produced here. But okay. that's what I've noticed is that Sometimes the main, obviously, like, look, I know for your coffee and your chocolate, maybe that's an exception. But for the, you know, a lot of the main ingredients are being imported. Like, so I, th- that must make it difficult, though, then for restaurants, I imagine, in cafes to to even, you know, have that Irish offering. Uh, if the ingredients now, and I can't speak on behalf of the restaurants, um, I love cooking. I'm yeah. not a chef. Yeah, I think it is difficult for them. But I think... Uh, when you look at restaurants, I follow a guy called Connor Spacey on social media. Connor uh, runs what they call uh, workplace restaurants, and he concentrates on zero waste. So he can buy the best. Mm. So his easiest way of explaining it to me was a cauliflower costs two euro. You cut the stalk and the leaves off and throw it away. Now it's cost you four euros. So being clever in the restaurant and using all of the, the product coming in, the ingredients that they have to add to them the spices we've we've known that we we don't have them so i think we have to tolerate that but if the core ingredient yeah if the core ingredient is irish then we have to allow the chefs to play with it yeah um and be clever well just on that actually and on the the chefs and restaurants we are going to be talking um to i'm sure chef bailey on friday because they cook with only irish products so Mm. i'm really interested to uh to see what's an offer on the menu there on the food and on the herbs a lot of texts coming in about um being able to source irish herbs much more so than the treats and the sauces i can tell you Artie. um again people talking about lusk also a vineyard too in lusk um producer there david has his own wine is it luska um O'Hanlon Herbs in Glenealy in County Wicklow. You have to go to Drummond House Garlic in County Louth. Uh, another texter suggesting them too. Keep those recommendations though, please. Come on in to me, 53106. Um, just before I let you go, the uh, you mentioned the Irish Food Awards. They're taking place next They're week, is it? They're taking place on the 30th of September. And, and at that, actually, Andrea, we have uh, our newest thing, which is Eat Ireland in a Day. So we're building a uh, village in the car park on Green Street in Dingle, where we will have producers from all over the country. Um, the weekend of Bloss is the biggest networking weekend for food companies in mm. Ireland. So there's 370 food companies through the final. Just um, explain, actually, what the Bloss labelling means um, for, for consumers. Uh, Bloss is an accreditation um, for consumers to know that we judge every year the very best of Irish food. We bring it down to five finalists. So anything that carries a finalist, a bronze, a silver or a gold. Um, and we're very clear on how we label. Um, 
because it's only fair to the consumer mm. to know that if they buy silver and they buy gold, if the silver is really good, well, the gold's going to be stewed angels. Okay. You know, so uh, it makes a huge difference to, it guarantees that the core ingredient is Irish. Yeah. And that it's produced on the island. Okay, so the That's core ingredient and the production of yeah. it, yeah. Maybe I've been far too strict then with this challenge. <laughs> I think, I, yeah. Yeah, I've been telling the production team we're going to have to, you know, <laughs> relax the rules around this a little bit, but they've been fairly uh, fairly stringent with me about the, the rules and regulations. All right. Um, I suppose the other thing I'd like to say is because we have Eat Ireland in Dingle on the weekend of the festival, Dingle has a population of 2,000 people. Mm. It'll swell to 30,000 people on the weekend. Um, so if you're free that weekend and you'd like to come down and meet the producers and talk to them, and yeah. maybe they're the people that'll supply the answers better than I can, yeah. but okay. to see how well that community of Irish producers and the appetite, you asked about do Irish people well, if there's 30,000 people, 30, people that's come to answers that question. Food. Yeah. Listen, it's been a pleasure to have you in studio today. Um, chairperson of the Blast Food Awards, uh, Artie Clifford. Thanks so much, Artie, for your time here on the programme. Still to come, though, on Lunchtime Live uh, this afternoon, we are going to be talking about um, bus access to bus services for children with additional needs. And we're also going to be chatting about that video of uh, the guard the car being rammed in Cherry Orchard in Dublin last night. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.